I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Here we are back at it again. What's going on, Kellen? Yes. Kots Kenanun with C. Here we are. Chi, uh, what's going on? Uh, I guess that uh, I'm sitting here in the motherlands of the uh, Walawa Banimipu, uh, Walawa, Walwamaspa, uh, <laughs> uh, in our original homelands, uh, which is current present day understanding Northeast Oregon. Uh, and yeah, being back in the Wallawa homelands got me speaking my Nimipu tint first thing I in the morning. I see that. I see that. I was like, oh, oh, I'm unprepared this morning. <laughs> so let me get my Google search ready. Let me hop on uh, the conversation with Daniel so I can get a quick uh, phrase or two. Quick lesson. Quick lesson. No. Do you ever do no. that? Do you ever go to uh, Instagram and hop on uh, the conversation with Daniel Page or even your page too sometimes? you guys uh, put out those cute uh, nimipu phrases and I'm like I could use a phrase today let me go to their page and, and learn one uh, <laughs> I don't but I mean I see them on my page so right. it's a good reminder because like in high school I was like hitting nimipu tempt hard and then as you get older and life happens some words fall off and then some you learn new words but usually most of the time more words fall off than you gain and then <laughs> i hit college and i took um i had four rounds of that i believe i got up to level 4 the 400s courses so conversational oh and then um then life and i graduated then more life has happened and I, so it's good to see refreshers and to see words and understanding how to put some new things and some old things together so um but yeah i love every time i see any type of post with any type of mini putimt because i don't know everything i'm not actually fluent if i was that would be absolutely amazing um so yeah i definitely pay attention to pay attention to those posts when i see them so shout out to baby d I think you had a shout out right. the last show too. <laughs> hey, right. Consistent. Seriously. <laughs> it's probably uh, back home being like, how can I get a third shout out in a row? What do I got to do? What do I got to do? <laughs> what do I got to do? He'll find a way. Trust me. <laughs> you <laughs> Doesn't know. take much. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that too. I mean, even the tribe, uh, they'll do a few things like, um, like on Mother's Day or Father's Day or Memorial Day, something like that. They'll like put out a phrase Mm-hmm. Or even like when we were going through like the sickness time with like shutdown, they were like, you know, take care of yourself or cover your face or pray for your family. So yeah, yeah. even the tribe, they'll put out some stuff. And I always like that when they like throw out those phrases, because uh, it helps big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I then read also in the, in the oh, oh no, I was going to say in the Tribune, yeah, they also put a list in there as well. So for those of you that are itching to know a little bit more, those are some easy, accessible um, resources to tap into some Nimi Putimt key. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, come on. Some key. words. Uh-huh. But, um, for uh, mentioning the Tribune too, because I was going to say that 
that actually in the last week I read the last two issues of the Tribune and mm-hmm. they were talking about that, about um, our language revitalization itself. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, of the many fluent speakers, um, a large portion are gone. There are only a few speakers yeah. left. Uh, and then the following sentence hurt my heart so bad because it said, um, there are no speakers who can um, speak the language like w- with with ease or like, you know, with mm-hmm. little effort, you mm-hmm. know, like there has to be like a stop and a thought process behind it, even for like the best speakers. Um, yeah. It doesn't like come out naturally like we do right now where I could talk about Dr. Seuss and then I can jump over to the Avengers and then I can jump over to the lake and I can jump into food, you know, mm-hmm. like all of those things, <laughs> easy days. There, there's yes. no speaker who can do that. Um, and that like hurt my heart. However, again, still finding the encouragement. We're here. We're yes. doing our things and yes. um, you know, we're documenting it now. Yes. I would love to retake <laughs> a language class. Love to retake my, like, honestly, I've saved every note I have ever made with language. So I have like high school stacks of work. <sighs> I have, um, college stacks of work the only thing and it is heartbreaking as you say is like the elders obviously those elders that were fluent not taking that time to actually sit down and realize the amount of wealth and knowledge that we had so like my grandmother mm-hmm. chloe half moon and my great-grandmother my polks nancy half moon were all fluent speakers and they would speak to each other back and forth and as a kid you don't really think it's cool and you know that's our language and you know words here and there, but, you know, you don't ever really think as a child to sit down and try to gather that information and write it down and realizing that, you know, that at some point that language could disappear if you don't do certain things. So that's something that is kind of, you know, I've always kind of kicked myself for like, man, I really should have sat down and try to learn the language a lot more. Cause I think it's so dope when I hear natural or fluent speakers, like Navajos, they have so many fluent speakers, but it's so dope to be in a room when they're just speaking to each other. And I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, that'd be cool to try to get back to that or at least even get close. You know what I'm saying? To where we can spit out a few sentences amongst our own people on a daily basis, you know? So I would definitely utilize that if there was an an adult course or some side of sort of course to kind of help us get back into the flow of things. But at the same time, even if you did already know a majority of the language, just to kind of keep speaking it, you know what I mean? Just creating those spaces for us to speak our own language would be huge. So to be continued, hopefully, you know, something like that comes about. My grandmother, so my mom's mom, who I talk about plenty of times here on the show, um, her mother was absolutely fluent, Nimi Putuntki, uh, and also her, Nakats, her mother's mother. Um, and uh, Nakats, so my maternal grandmother spent a lot of time uh, with her Katsa, with her mother's mother, who I just mentioned both were fluent. Um, however, her grandmother, uh, encouraged a lot of English teaching for my gram when she was a kid growing up because her grandma saw um, the value in learning English uh, in order to like move forward and to be, you know, well-versed in, in the world that was happening, you know, in the mid 1900s. Uh, and so it kind of blows my mind that like my grandma was surrounded um, and raised by like two fluent speakers 
and grew up around them and all the people around all the relatives who spoke fluently. Yet my grandma was encouraged to be the one to like learn the new language. Uh, and then also there is the like history of like, you know, her being sent to boarding school. So she's at different residential schools um, and this and that. Yet I think about that because like my grandma, like from us, there's 37 first grandchildren. My grandma had nine kids. So yeah, nine kids, 37 to 39 first or for grandchildren. And I think we're at like seven or eight great grandchildren at the moment. Um, and all wow. of us, all of us now are primary or our first language was English. And I think, man, had my gram been like, you know, in the family, in the household, also trained Nimi Putimki in the people's language first, prior to English, you know, how all of us, those 60 people that I just mentioned, you know, there would be potential for us to have a stronger connection with the language if it were the first, you know, yeah, for all of us, we're the branch of, you know, go learn English, go learn the new way first. Uh, and so it does kind of like blow me like a little bit where I'm just like, man, like, had she just been encouraged to stay in the household and to learn the the traditional value and the traditional language. Cause my grandma, she can understand yet, you know, she's not a, a heavy fluent speaker because again, she was pushed into the new way. Um, mm -hmm. And now here we are like, as this generation fighting for the old way, you know, we're like, yeah. no, bring us back, bring us back. So it just kind of, it trips me out that, yeah, that was about a hundred, close to a hundred years ago, not fully yet. You know, it's closer to a hundred than it is not closer to a hundred. Uh, mm -hmm. Yet it impacts us so like profoundly today. Yeah. yeah. That's why I find hope in like where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm in the Wallawa homelands uh, as a part of a, Nespers language creative writing group, you know, so we, awesome. we study language and we, and we work to like incorporate it in our, in our expressions of like poetry or script writing, story writing, whatever it may be. Um, so it's kind of cool within like, even again, against all the odds, you know, taking the moment to, you know, find pockets of study and expression in our original words here today to help as we move forward for the future. <laughs> okay, pay, pay him, pay, pay. You need, you need to check right there after ending your life. <laughs> oh, you know, it's what we do at this point. <laughs> it's what we do. It's like, look, girl, we just do what we do and we're trying to make a change. <laughs> It'll be the change you want to see, you know, man you know. in the mirror. <laughs> Oh man. Exactly. But it's oh, crazy. Imagine if you had like a some sort of <clears throat> not future ball, but to really just what's let me rewind. <clears throat> Excuse me. But like if we actually listened to our elders, that's <laughs> how we put it that way. Mm -hmm. To where, you mm -hmm. know, we they they're telling us what's going to happen if we don't do this, you know, and your kids are going to be at this point if you don't do this, you know, and you don't really think about it. And I think there needs to be a way to where we can kind of paint that accurate picture of the direction of where our culture can go if we don't continue to practice it, you know, and be able to create and share that message in a way that youth are going to understand it because just standing there listening to someone talk, that's not going to get them excited enough to 
to become hands-on and to do the things that they need to really be doing to revitalize and continue or even reclaim in some tribes their their culture. So um, it's definitely a good starting point to be able to kind of share that message and just kind of, you know, be that representation um, for the next generation. And um, what's crazy, and so I'm kind of doing a 180 a little bit. But last time before our last show, and it just kind of reminded me of kind of being that change. Last year, last year, last week, we talked about, did we talk about boundaries? Shoot, I totally just blanked on what we were talking about. But anyway, I had a therapy session and I kind of wanted to share it a little bit because it opened my eyes to a lot, to, to some things. And when I do therapy, like I haven't seen my therapist in like six months. And the reason being is because my therapist is normally like, hey, reach out whenever you feel like you need a session. And so she she leaves the door wide open for me, which is great. And so, but the only time I really go is if I can't navigate it or unpack a certain emotion or unpack a certain instance, or I hit a wall or I don't know what my gut's trying to tell him, tell me, like I do the work first. And if I'm unsuccessful or I'm at a, I wouldn't say unsuccessful. If, if I'm at a loss to where I don't know where to go from here, that's when I jump into my session and say, this is what I've been feeling. This is how I unpacked it, but I don't know what to do with what I unpacked. <laughs> like I understand yeah. the root of the problem, but I still, you know, I don't know what steps I need to take to overcome that, you know? So I had a session with her last week and it's really been about boundaries and more so professionally than personally, but I think it's, you know, it's hit or miss. You really, it's kind of a, a dabble of both. But one of the things was professionally, I'm like, I just keep saying yes to everything. And I have a yes problem mm. or a people pleasing problem, especially when it comes to my people. When my people ask me to do something, I find a way to do it, you know, and they don't see the yeah. behind the scenes of me really, you know, spending maybe less time with my family or, you know, me really pulling late nights, early mornings when I hate doing that, or, you know, my fingers or my body physically being sore to do certain things. Like I really just try to do the best I can because I'm so grateful to be asked by my tribal community to do something, whether it's speaking, whether it's beating that, whatever it is. And so yeah. I was telling her this and she was just like, well, historically, people of color couldn't say no. They couldn't have boundaries. They didn't have time to have boundaries. They couldn't afford to say no. And she's like, whether you choose to see it or not, you're a leader within your community. So you need to lead by example and show people that it's okay to have boundaries. This is what boundaries look like, you know, and then they too Mm -hmm. will stop and unload a little, you know, unload some of the things that they've been packing around or say no to certain things or, you know, really redesign how they want to go about doing certain things and living their life. And so when she said that, it was like, (laughs) you know, mind blown. I never thought about it that way. And so, um, when we were talking about just our people and, you know, moving different and that, that, that therapy session kind of opened my eyes a little bit in terms of leading by example and showing people things that, Hey, it may not have never been, may not be common, or it may not have really been done as much as it should be, but just do it. You know what I'm saying? And people are going to look up to you and have the courage to, understand you for your courage that you're having to do what you need to do for you not only for you but not it helps you it helps your family it helps your community helps your environment so I think you know if anything if any from whatever I had just said hopefully people Mm -hmm. kind of just understand hey if there's something and you see a change 
do what little you can and making sure you're maintaining that sense of mental health as well, because you're inspiring people that you don't even realize, <laughs> you know, whether it is yeah. culturally, whether it is mentally, emotionally, whether no matter what it is, lead by example and kind of go towards your passions and especially culturally. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things and best things that we can do is put forth that energy towards our community. It doesn't have to be a big act, you know, it just takes baby steps, you know, especially when it comes to our culture. So, um, so yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so glad it went well. And that, that, that was said, even when you just repeated it right now, like historically understanding that black and brown people were not allowed to say no period that alone i was like Ooh, mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, just because the the significance and the power behind that you know because mm-hmm. it is true uh and not even historically in like the long term or like long time like keep a long time ago not, not even only in that sense literally like last week you know because yeah. of things you know like because of of uh you know necessity and and family and taking care of things you know like even though you may be maxed out, it's like, well, I still got to get food on the table. I still got to pay these bills. I still got to whatever it may be, you know? Um, and so, yeah, even just in its contemporary form being like, not necessarily having the luxury to be like, uh, I don't want to do this. I, I want to say no to this. Um, not, it's not a general thing, you know, it's not a, mm-hmm. a common thing. So finding the, well, one, recognizing it, and then two, finding moments where you can, you know, empower yourself to operate different to that, you know, or mm-hmm. I can say no, where I can take the power and understand. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I just want, I wanted to just get it out there because I'm like, it moved me. I just want to yeah. pass that on to see if it moves someone. Great. If it doesn't great. I just <laughs> felt like yeah. I had to get it out into the, into the universe. Cause I was like, that's a strong one. Yeah, you know, I never really thought about it that way, but um, and especially just by action alone. Um, in the last like two weeks, I had a really conversation with someone who was kind of close, or someone who's very close to me, um, and they were mentioning like you know by your actions, Kellen, in this regard or in this field, I now um have grown up with a set of standards. You know, by watching you, by the way that you move in this area with these type of people. I know mm-hmm. that this is possible. Uh, yeah. And it was so mind-blowing for me in the moment because I was like, oh, I never considered that. You know, I was like, I'm just hanging out. I'm just doing the things. You know, this is the way that I operate. These are the type of people that I that I put myself around that are or that I allow in my space. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the type of people that creator blesses me with to put around me. Um, you know, you being one of them where you're just like this superstar of a person, you know, fully rounded, uh, both inside and out and just amazing. Right. Uh, and so then for other people to see that from the outside, they're like, fuck man, you roll in some dope circles, you know, like that makes mm-hmm. me want to roll in some dirt and some dope circles as well. You know? So like, mm-hmm. as I'm constructing my life around me, I see that there are these great standards where I don't have to accept less, or I can, you know, open myself up to more than what I think is possible for me right here in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, from like that one conversation alone, it was really cool. And and so it really ties to like what you're saying, where like, you know, you may not even know it. However, by walking and and showing, you know, like, oh, I'm going to say no in these situations, I'm going to set these boundaries, or you know, this is the way that I will walk in order to take care of myself and open myself up for my family, 
you're thus like also creating an example for people who are following you and who who can see you that you may not even recognize, you know? Yeah. People watch. I mean, that's one thing. <laughs> people watch what you're doing in some sort of form, whether it's social media. I mean, think about today's society. And I was actually just watching that heart to heart with Jay-Z on Peacock. Oh, Kevin Hart. Is that show, Kevin heart Hart? Yeah. Okay. And so I watched the Jay-Z one. I finished that one. I was like, oh, there's the Pete Davidson one. Um, so I was just beating, you know, so I put it on and I was watching it and shoot, where was I going with this? <laughs> People are watching. People are no, watching. But there was something no? okay. I, I totally blanked, totally blanked. I hate when that happens. Anyway, heart I'll come back Jay-Z. to it. Yes. And it was something. Oh, 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 that's what he said. Pete Davidson Ooh. said, um, <laughs> that he was very lucky to be in the be the last generation that isn't basically in paraphrasing but isn't consumed by social media and the internet and anything and everything technical (laughs) so um and it's so true because people are watching we live now we're in a generation that we almost have to catch up with you know when we're not really Mm -hmm. that old (laughs) you know (laughs) and so living in a generation where people are constantly watching you or judging you in a sense like people watch you whether one way or the other and the thing is, you can't really fake it. Even if you do have a mask on social media, it's very easy to see through that. And so um, when you are kind of determining your circles and those environments, you know, it's ve- it's it's very easy to see, you know, and whether mm-hmm. you choose to accept that about the other person or not, you know, yes. there's a lot going on that a lot of people just don't deal with. And so and deal with in saying they don't they don't deal they don't deal with the unpacking of what is the root of a lot of problems or the reason they move the certain, the ways they move. Um, there's a lot of people going through things, but masking it by social media, masking it by materialism, whatever. And so when I'm around, when I have my own personal circles, it's like the people that are in my circles are usually, they're usually, you know, they're seeds in a sense to where, you know, mm. I want those people in my circle. So if you see me, see, see me out with someone, first of all, I don't go out. So like, <laughs> if I'm out with someone and you see me more than once out with this person, it's usually because, yeah, I really learn from them in some sort of way. And I think I mentioned this before, and I'm sure I have on past shows from the book, The Power of Habit, but you are who you are around. You are who you are around. You know, it's a very common phrase, but you're around them either because you learn something from them or you feel as though they're better than you in something, you know, or you're hanging out, the, hanging out with them for the negative aspects of you are comfortable with them or, you know, you see yourself as better than them. So on both sides of that spectrum, which side do you want to be on? Which side is uncomfortable? Because like we said in the last episode, gr- growth happens in uncomfortable comfortability. So I like being around people that teach me something. I like being around people that I feel like are better than me. And so once I kind of started shifting those circles, it's like, it's dope to see us all succeeding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, and yes. it doesn't mean success means, oh, I'm making, you know, seven, eight figures and, you know, I live in this big house. That's not I sure am not. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and it's like, Yet. even if y'all did have that, it's like, okay, well, how are how are they, like, how are they inside? How are they mentally? Mm-hmm. That exactly. to me is so important to me. And I only want to surround myself with people that are, 
generating some sort of happiness and joy in some way, some shape or form. And even if you're not experiencing that, you know that you're not experiencing that and you know that you want to be experiencing that. So it all comes yep. down to mindset for me. Once I had that shift and, you know, being in circles like with you, which I'm super, super honored to even be in your circle but it's an energy thing. And I think a lot of people kind of understand that, like when it feels right, it feels right. And to kind of see us all grow, you know, in little areas of our life, some big areas of our life, it's a dope feeling, you know what I'm saying? So just, just knowing your environment and, you know, not, not catering to people who are wearing that mask is, mm. is, is huge. You know, it's very huge because they're going to bring you down quicker than you'll real you realize so just maintaining that good sense of a circle and knowing that hey people change and they're supposed to change or and that's the other thing with the heart to heart is like i think jay-z mentioned about evolving and him saying that some people don't evolve past 16 some people don't evolve past 18 or whatever age it is and that's okay and so many times it's it's a hard hit to take when it's somebody you don't want we want someone to evolve. You want someone to kind of keep up with you in a lot of instances, especially if someone you genuinely care about. But if you feel like, hey, you know, when I'm talking about my dreams or ideas or I'm talking about things that I personally want to do and you're laughing or you just don't add to the conversation, like that's when it's like, OK, it's time for a shift change. And even though it's going to hurt, you know, I'm going to have to get uncomfortable because I know someone or something better is on the other side of me making this shift. We know when we have to make shifts, but it's just yeah. putting that energy into it and watching it bloom. And it's a very scary thing. I feel like I'm in that stage now and I'm constantly pushing myself to like, I can't help it with me. Like I always have so many different ideas and I was telling my therapist that I'm like, I just try to do everything and I know I can do everything. Why can't I just have everything I want? And she's like, but you can, Michaela. She's like, you can literally design the life that you want. Mm. Keyword design. And I'm like, yes. that's so true. And it might take a little bit of time, but me trying to do it all at once is not helping me. So it's like, let me lay out the blueprint and do that. And I think people in your environment, the pages that you follow, everything that you consume, whatever that is, even food for your body, whatever, everything that you consume contributes to where you want to be in your life. So you have to, it's so important to be able to have that awareness of what you're consuming, not only people, not only ideas, not only food, not only, no matter what it is, you know, your, your environment. So once I kind of had that mental shift of just being in control, you know, and even saying that affirmation, this doesn't, mm. this blank, blank, blank doesn't control me. I control it. For example, my career, you know, I don't, my, my career doesn't control me. I control it. And then that bounces back into my boundaries and who I'm engaging with and what I'm deciding to take on. So I went in so many different circles there, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> um, I, I did a little bit of a maze, you know, but, um, yeah. But yeah, who we're around, I think, has a huge, huge, huge impact. Um, and if you know me, it's just like it's family is my is my jam family. And I have a tight knit of friends and who I talk to. And um, I like it that way, you know, mm -hmm. at least in, if it's going to bloom, I want to be selective in how it blooms. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, one person compared to 10 people, if that one person adds to you 
as Lettucey would say, how are you going to add to me? You know, if that one person adds to you greater than those 10 people that you had in your life, you're winning, you know, and it's okay. So, um, so yeah, mindset and your consumption. Yeah. And it really all sounds like choices, you know, or I guess it really comes down to choices. Choices. A hard, a hard hit to take a hard pill to swallow for me in life is like when I've gotten to some places and then, you know, understanding, well, Kellen, you are in this place because of your choices. Um, Mm -hmm. And even in the, in the times when it feels like completely out of my control, like I was forced to do this. I didn't have a choice in this. It's like, well, I still did have some of the choices and the choices that I made have led me to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then like really becoming comfortable with understanding that. So like even today, I know that in the past five days with my eating, I haven't made all of the best choices of the 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 food that I'm putting inside my stomach. So mm-hmm. when I wake up in the morning and I'm kind of groggy and my stomach kind of hurts, I know that that's a result of my choices from the day before, you know, like mm-hmm. that candy bar, that, that extra handful of whatever it is, or name handful, half a bag of <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, you know, like, you know yes, who y'all like, are, you know, you know. <laughs> one and I have one spicy funyun, you know, next thing, half the family bag's gone. So. <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly that. Uh, and so like, I know that. And so then when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm kind of groggy and my mind's kind of not there. My stomach's kind of whatever. Like, I know that that's a result of my choices. This is one example. Yet then I also understand in the moments when I'm like eating very uh, astutely, like when I'm making the very distinct decisions, like being like, whatever I'm putting inside my body right now, this is fuel for the future. So let me put in the good fuel rather than like the ucky fuel. So then I'll, I'll, I'll be very cognizant of like the, the fruits and vegetables or whatever it is, you know, the water and, and this and that. And when I do that consistently over a, a time, you know, so consistently making those choices and the little bits of like what it is, and then continuing to do those choices in a string. So making it consistent, um, then I really feel those benefits on the other side. Uh, and so I know it's like a small thing, yet it's just that one little bit of choice. And so then as that extends out into the rest of my life, it's like my choices with my, with my energy and my choices, with my money, my choices, with how I'm spending my time. Like I said, in the last episode from like 7 PM to 2 AM, you know, what am I doing in that time? Am I sitting on my phone scrolling or am I meditating or is my phone completely away? And I'm just sitting and talking to a person face to face, or am I just outside with my feet in the grass, not saying anything, you know, like, what is it that the choice is, uh, and then understanding from those small choices on the other side is what you get. So like, just like right now, like I'm kind of in a mid, like, I know that like, yeah, I'm allowing myself to like, it's summertime. I'm kicked back. I'm doing the things with my, with my people, you know, I'm going out to the water, I'm studying and yeah, like, because it is a kickback season, I'll allow myself two extra cookies. I'll allow myself to like go and get a huckleberry milkshake with everyone. Cause you know, like mm-hmm. tis the season. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also know that like those small choices, like also affect me on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just like finding that balance. And then I know that like, as I am like taking a moment to step back and quote unquote unplug in this moment, in the moments when I want to jump back in and be like super productive and super on it, then my choices reflect that or like my choices will have to reflect that. 
mm-hmm. uh, in order to do it the best. So I guess just like one, understanding the power of our choices and then two, harnessing that power and how we use it to move us forward. Um, And like you're saying, you know, some people may naturally find a stop at some point in their life. It may be at a young age um, Mm -hmm. or like maybe you'll awaken to a new beginning where you're like, oh, yeah, I maybe haven't changed the way that I move or think or or choose to do things in a long time yet now i like you said just last week like any day is a a new opportunity to start something new to make a change in your life Mm -hmm. Uh, and so then maybe then it's like okay well let me let me see what i can do when i flex the power of my choices um Mm -hmm. so let me see what consistent choices i can make in the next insert time period whatever that may be for you uh and then you know who knows what's on the other side of that simply off of our choices Seriously. And I think when you say choices, also people have to understand that choices come with accountability. They're one in the same. Mm-hmm. They have to be one in the same because accountability creates clarity. And if you mm-hmm. don't have that accountability, then you're digging a way bigger, deeper hole than you realize. You may feel like you're improving, but if you're not taking ownership of some of the things that are that need to be dealt with in your life, then hey, like I said, you're not going to get as far as you, as you, as you want to get, as you want to get, you know? So taking full accountability of all of your actions is, is key. Taking ownership, even if it hurts to be like, I was wrong, (laughs) you know, just spit it out and keep it pushing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sometimes I have to think about it. That's actually the easiest way. (laughs) Exactly. Like just get it out, just say it. And as soon as you say it, it's done with. At least you said it. You knew you were wrong. And that's Uh, great. That awareness is the first step, as I always say. But just spit, just spit it out. (laughs) And like, even if it like, if I hurt somebody, I'm like, dang, I should have handled it different. And like, you know what? So-and-so, I'm sorry. I should handle that differently. I I might have said it really fast. I may, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I said it. (laughs) And then once that person is receptive to it, you'll realize you'll feel a lot better because you just got it out you know, and it's baby steps. And I feel like taking account for, for people of color, I can understand where some people may play the victim in some instances, you know, but that's very skin. That's very, there's a very thin line to that. And it depends on the situation. You know, I think it's easy to want to blame certain things and blame society and yeah. not want to take the full accountability. You know, this is the world that we, this is the country that we live in and it hasn't changed. So when it comes to accountability in chapters of, you know, aside from relationships, aside from just yourself, sometimes taking full accountability, no matter what is so important because at the, at the end of the day, it did come down to a choice. And if you're, if you're, I don't want to say if you're smart enough, but if you're wise enough, no matter what you go through, you're going to get a lesson out of it. You know, even if you do take accountability and you feel like, dang, I shouldn't have made this choice. You know, and I say that all the time. If I don't, if I feel like I shouldn't have made this choice or I entertain someone, not entertain someone or took something that I shouldn't have from someone or gave them my time or whatever it is to where I feel like, dang, why did I do that? You know, I made that choice though. That's me taking accountability, but then also having that understanding as well. At least I know now, at least I know how this person moves, or I at least know that when I put myself in these certain spaces, this is going to be my result. Or yeah. by me allowing this person third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chance, 
at least now I know I'm not going to entertain that. I'm not wrong for entertaining it that many times, but at least now that I know I, I, I made that choice, I take accountability and at least now I know, and I'm going to push on and move on. That's, that's, that's the best and the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is to feel like for one, you don't have anything to prove. You take accountability and then you live in that truth, you know, cause then nobody can touch you at that point, no matter what they say about you. You know what? I took ownership of that already. I'm not denying it. And I'm moving on with my life. That was then, this is now, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So having just having that awareness and, you know, taking those certain, it doesn't happen overnight by any means you have to put that work in, but it, as any work that you are doing for yourself, it's worth it. So it's just taking those steps and it's okay if they're baby steps. And if you know what you need to do, then hit the ground running. You know, if you've been putting it off for so long, put that work in and, and, you know, get over that mountain. Cause it's, it's waiting for you. That finish line is waiting for you over there. So, um, yeah. yeah. I love in uh, Nimi Putimtki the word uh, which which literally means like uh, like wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also means like your know-how or knowledge or education or your talent. Um, mm. And it's it's the coming together of two different words. So like wep, like with your hands, like doing something with your hands. And then tsukwa to know something or like intelligence. Mm-hmm. So like with your hands, you come to know this thing, uh, wisdom or talent. Uh, uh, so with my hands, I come to know this thing or like come to know it. And I, I love that because like it, it's very true. Like it, it literally like knowledge and wisdom kind of it, it's imperative that it passes through you in order to like be learned you know uh and so i think of like the wisdom that i have even just in being able to speak about setting a boundary or these things like i had to it had to pass through my hands all these other times where i didn't set a boundary mm-hmm. um and then and then i learned on the other side of that what it was and then maybe i did set a boundary here and there or i saw somebody set a boundary and then through that was able to, you know, start to put it into my life. Yet um, it wasn't like the matrix where I could just plug in and all of a sudden I know karate and I know Kung Fu, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, where it's instantaneous. No, like it had to literally like pass through my hands in order for me to know it. Like it had to pass through my experience for me to yeah. know it. And now that it has passed through me, I know it. And and I I can move forward with that, what to call you it, with that mm-hmm. wisdom, uh, and then, you know, as we continue to collect, you know, it, it passes through us in our, in our day to day in order for it to like really sit with us. Yeah. And I always love that, that word or like that, that thought about wisdom that it's not like learned mm-hmm. uh, only in the mental, like only in the mind that mm-hmm. it literally passes like through the hands, like through your day to day. Cause what do we do most? Like we use our hands. Well, you know, um, for a lot of us, able-bodied people with access to our limbs and our hands, correct? Um, mm-hmm. And speaking very truly, um, you know, it's, it's one of the main tools that we use often throughout the day uh, yeah. to, to get us through. And, and it's through these tools um, and for other people outside, you know, um, to not, to not exclude anyone, you know, yet like it passes through like what we move through in our day and our person in order to like register in our, on the inside, on the mind, in our heart, for uh, a wisdom and for like a, a new way of thinking as we make our quote unquote choices 
each day moving forward. Um, so anyways, I just always love that word, what to quit. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful thought of like word. The process of how we develop wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that there's so many stems to the word. And I think that's what makes it beautiful is the overall picture of what wisdom is to us. You know, some of those definitions really kind of hit you in a way like, man, when you really break it down, it's a, it's really beautiful in the way, cause these are, this is what our people thought these words mean. You know, this is how mm-hmm. we moved day to day using these words, you know, and a lot of the, a lot of the beauty is just us and how we chose to live without society telling us how to interpret these terms. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we interpret them the way we choose to interpret them. We interpret them the way it helps us without all of the hostility and, capitalism and all of those words that you know we mentioned it's just there's not it's it's a lighter weight when we hear our words and there's I think I said this before but on um into the west uh west duty he plays this role and he was like there's so you know our words are like music there's no music to the white man's words language yeah yeah. and even in like accountability itself like you mentioned like that low-key has to pack like i got chills just thinking about it like we got some chills it's been a minute since we had some chills on the show once you get kellen's chills it's like we got to hear something or you done heard something (laughs) stuck in the hurry you got me uh well because i'm thinking about the only the all the times in my life where i had to hold myself accountable that's why i got chills Mm -hmm. oh geez the long list, nay. <laughs> list of uh, jokes. Yeah, like, you know, like talking about accountability or, you know, even just like apologizing or, you know, coming to, you mm-hmm. know, like you can talk about it, you can read about it, you can see it in movies. Yeah, again, like it, it literally had to pass through my body where like I was accountable, where I acknowledged mm-hmm. these moments where I fucked up or where maybe I just thought that I like put people off. Um, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, so it literally had to pass through my body in order for me to have that wisdom. It couldn't just be like, oh, I'm hearing this. I'm, you know, like, no, like it, it was a practice in me in order for me to quote unquote have a, a hold or like an understanding of the of the wisdom itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just think about that, you know, like how it does have to pass through you. Um, and I think of like, the Beyonce lyric on Break My Soul, which Ugh, album dropping July 29th, watch out. <laughs> uh, 15 tracks. I think only four of them are edited. Ew, I love my explicit <laughs> music, which means that Beyonce is going to be talking her stuff. And I yes. love it when Beyonce talks her talk. Even Who Jay-Z doesn't? says it, talk that talk, B. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, anyways, mm. one line in Break My Soul, uh, trying to fake it never makes it. That we all know. Mm-hmm. said that before, you know. It's like, yeah, like you, you, you can't fake it. You, you have mm-hmm. to go to the heart. You have to be true. You have to be real and, 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 and approach it in that way. Cause yes, faking something might create something in the moment or it might get you through a situation yet in the long run, it's, it's not there. It's not truth. It's not authenticity. That's going to maintain, you know, it's not a solid foundation. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're real with the stuff, even the ucky stuff that you hate, yeah. when you're real with it, that's in the long run what makes it. Mm-hmm. I think quote. 
Hey. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, all right, should I come in? <laughs> I think for me, when it comes to, because there's accountability and then there's living in that truth, which really means fully accepting whatever happened has happened, you know? And I think for me, I think accepting closure that I didn't receive from someone else was my ultimate awakening that I was living in my truth. Like there was a point to where I wanted closure from the other person and, but I didn't want to have to reach out to this person because I knew it was on me. I knew it was, I don't want to reach out to this person because if I reach out to this person, I'm relying on them to give me that closure. And I'm relying on not necessarily to give me that closure, but I'm relying on them to what's the word they would be in control of my emotions. They would be in control. I'm, I'm giving them that power to control my happiness is what I'm really mm-hmm. trying to say. And, and so like seeking a validation. Exactly. Is, is that what you think? Okay, that okay. too, to where, I mean, it was everything. I'm like, okay. when you want closure, it's like you want to walk away feeling better because you had that person's approval in some sort of way, or you, ha- oh. you, you relied on that person for your own personal approval. And so as much as this situation kind of bothered me, I wanted closure, but I refused to talk to the other person as much as I wanted to, to just either get mad or tell my truth and hear me be accountable. And I need you to be accountable. I wanted to do all the things I wanted to get angry or I wanted to end it happy. I want, I just wanted some sort of closure. And I was just like, I, I, I refused as easy as it would be for me just to text this person, call this person, see this person. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I refuse to do the ultimate growth was me creating, creating closure for myself and not relying on someone else to control my happiness. I want to be in control of my happiness. I want to understand. And maybe it just means, okay, I got to take accountability for accountability for a few more things, or maybe I got to come to the realization of a few other things. I want a full grip on my emotions whether I talk to this person or not, or whether I have future, you know, friendships, relationships, whatever, um, with these, with other people, I want to be in full control of my emotions to where I'm not relying on another person to do that for me. And so once I was able to do that, that's when I was like, you know, I, I was very proud of myself, you know, and I feel like it's always a work in process, especially with your emotions that you have to take ownership for, or you don't know how to deal with, but you know that this is something I have to work on, you know? But I think for me, once I really understood what it fully meant to live in your truth and take accountability and, you know, maintain certain choices, once I was able to provide closure for myself for something that was bothering me, you know, more than it should have been bothering me for whatever reason, I, once I did that, I was like, man, it was worth that work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause you, it go, you go through all of the motions when you want a certain outcome in your life. And that's not how life yeah. works. You know, nothing's going to work around you necessarily. You have to put that work in for yourself. And once you do, you know, I mean, think of it as like rehab, right? Someone goes in, they're having withdrawals or doing this and then they come out and then they're amazing. You know, they feel so much better. They're on track. They don't rely on certain things. And it's the same thing with relationships. You can't rely on certain people. You know, you're going to be angry. You're going to, you know, want to cut someone out. You're going to be happy. You're going to be grateful. You're going to be sad, but you know, eventually you're going to be happy because you took a grip and a hold of these emotions and created, not even created, you understood 
what you needed, you know, and that's, that's the beautiful Mm -hmm. part. So I think once I really understood the power of choices and then the power of just creating the life I want to live for myself and understanding my emotions. It was a whole nother door that I just walked through, you know? So I think doing in doing that, there's so, there's so much on the other side, you know, and in some, the the hardest people to sit down with is ourselves, (laughs) you know? And um, once you do, it's a beautiful thing, especially once you get control of your emotions. And I think the way I've gotten control of my emotions is being able to unpack every single feeling that, you know, may rub me the wrong way. Okay. I'm realizing this is bothering me and I don't know why. So let me come over here and unpack why this is bothering me, you know, and then that's when you kind of dissect your emotions a little bit. You look back at your little histories. Maybe you do do need to, maybe you do need closure with a certain person to where, you know what, I need to have this conversation with you and it's not for you. It's for me. So take it as you want to, or, and if you don't get those opportunities, you write it down. That's why journaling is so important. Just write it down, you know? So there's so many ways coping mechanisms to get through these emotions. And um, once you have a grasp on those, I think that's that's a huge game changer. Then your choices begin to change and your outcomes begin to change and your circles and your environments get to change and everything yeah. that we just talked about starts heading in their correct direction. So again, a power move for me is just creating my own closure. When I know I took an accountability, accountability. I know my intentions. I know, I know me, you know, so why do I have anything to prove to anybody else? So, and that comes down to the judgment and being seen. And so many put so many people put so much weight, like they have something to prove because people are watching, you know, and that's not the case. We make the own, we make our rules to life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And you can either make honest rules or you can make superficial (laughs) rules, but we we there there are no rules really and it's 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 important just to move the way and individual individualize your life and how you choose to maneuver it you know as long as you're sticking to your happiness and putting that first it's all that matters you know yeah Whew. yeah i know i thank you for that like, <laughs> yes. yes good reminder snake well because like i low-key panic here in the moment <clears throat> again uh i, I made this uh example the other day um of you know a uh, uh, airplane when the engine like a, a glider a airplane up in the sky flying and the engines go off uh and it's a glider though so like it can still glide without the engines uh so it's not crashing it's not in an unsafe area it's, it's still able to maneuver um yet it would be also helpful to have uh, the engines back again and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I feel in life right now um where like you know I I, I left my job a few months ago yes. so like this steady paycheck that's coming in and supporting my life you know the American way taking care of our necessities uh, mm-hmm. and so now I feel like I'm that airplane up in the sky where my engines are off because I don't have that like steady mm-hmm. uh, income and, and support you know, with all that it comes, all that it comes with. Um, mm-hmm. Yet at the exact same time, I'm not crashing and burning. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm up there with the winds, and I'm floating. I'm gliding, and I'm having to like readjust with the winds so that I can keep myself airbound and and floating. You know, as I, mm-hmm. like, I, I guess it was just kind of like the analogy of where like I am, and so then like I get panicked sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. where it's just like I want to like you know, get really anxious or get worried about whatever it may be yet. Then, 
just taking those moments to like feel exactly what you're saying, like feel it. And then also to check it and be like, I am creating the world around me. Like I'm trusting mm-hmm. that these are the right choices uh, and that I can help myself if I keep, you know, making things or if, if, if I keep moving in ways or thinking in ways that are, are positive and are good and are free flowing and are release of worry rather than like trying to really focus on the things that may take me down um, mm-hmm. or be my downfall um, or even just putting into practice things that may be my downfall. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just like kind of right there in this balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so random, I don't even know where, <laughs> where I was going. Uh, yeah. Just like the flow of it all, you know, um, and understand, I guess I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make is that like, here we are in this fast paced world. So it's like, we mm-hmm. want everything to happen right away. You know, yeah. like, you know, here I, I, I left my job, what will now be about three months ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been like, well, if I don't have success in five months, then I need to do this. Or if I don't, have success yeah, you can't in three have months, that mindset. I know that. You much. know exactly. <laughs> you can't exactly put a timeline that. in your life. Period. Exactly that. So then it's understanding. Okay, girl. Like I understand. Like you might get fidgety or like nervous or anxious about things. Yet trust, and then keep making the keep moving in ways that will promote goodness and access in your life. Um, because at least with that, like, you know, you can, cause I'm chasing down a dream right now. Like I know exactly. what I want. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's where my compass is. I, you know, Jack Sparrow with the broken compass and pirates of the Caribbean, you know, it may not point due North yet. It points exactly where you want your heart to go. And mm-hmm. so that's where, you know, your due North is, you yeah. know, it's very much that, um, <laughs> even though it's like all the winds and the waves are crashing around me it's like trust this is where my due north is so like keep yeah. making the choices that go that way uh and you'll get there for sure for sure and i think that's the beautiful part too and i think maybe probably what five years from now let's say if not sooner it's like you'll realize in this coasting that you have that's kind of your why you know, like you're in your why moment. You you have to understand your ultimate purpose. You have to fully grasp your passions because you're the only one that can believe so deeply and so heavenly into this passion right now because you're using your gut to guide you. And as long as your gut is telling you the right, the, you know, I have to be doing this. I don't know what it is, but we have to be doing this. I have to be going in this direction. This is just where I'm supposed to be. And you're putting the work in at the same time. Now, don't get me wrong. You can't say, my gut's telling me I have to just sit here and wait. Like there is no waiting point blank period. And we'll, you'll realize that. And we can have a whole nother entrepreneur talk <laughs> later in life, but you can't just wait for opportunities to come to you. You have to get to that point first. You know, mm-hmm. you have to indulge in your craft so heavily that opportunities begin to come to you. As long as you're living in that truth of this is where I'm supposed to be, I'm going towards my dream, I'm perfecting my craft, I'm putting all of my energy, not all of your energy, but majority of your energy into my craft. That's all I can, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Therefore opportunities will come because somebody's gonna see that. So you can't just sit around and wait for people to see your craft and see your potential. You have to be actively working on your craft. And someone will see that because it really only takes one person. I say it all the time. Yeah. Only takes one person to see to see you. 
It takes one opportunity to lead to a million opportunities, but you have to keep working at whatever your craft is. You know, we're all creatives in our own right. Whatever you mm-hmm. create, whatever you whatever you're fueling, you, the opportunities are going to come, but you have to listen to your gut and you have to to you have to invest fully in yourself. And that's where you're at, Kellen, you're right now, you're really just investing all the way into yourself from your time, your money, your creative space, all of that. And you're putting your trust into yourself, you know, and it's a lot more fulfilling to coast while the engine's off, as opposed to having the wrong engine, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Or having someone pump you up, but this is really isn't what you want to do for me. I'm like, I never, a nine to five, if you, if you know my track record and how many jobs I've had at one time, you know, the nine to five life just isn't for me, you know? It was always, I can quit this job. I got three other jobs. I can quit this job. I can get pick up two more jobs in five minutes. Like I was that person. And every time, you know, at one point I had four jobs and I was just like, um, you know, I felt like I would, I had my engine, but at the same time I was coasting because, you know, I was comfortable. Mm. I would kept trying to get ready for the leap when really the beauty is in the coasting of the, uh, of, of clicking that engine off, jumping out and flying through the air and feeling free for just a quick minute before you really get to work. And you're in mm. that area right now. And that area is so crucial because you're so tapped into I need this. I want this. I'm breathing this. You know, once you get that feeling and you keep and you're each morning, you're waking up with that story of why that's what's going to get you there. You know what I'm saying? So you're in that moment now to where you're living and breathing it. And it becomes easier as it comes because you understand how you have to tap into those passions. You know, it's like we all kind of have that year to, to do that. And I think once I took that leap, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm just going to go ahead and jump. It was the best decision that I made. I worked my ass off and I focused. I focused like crazy my first year. I exceeded some goals, but I also knew what I needed to improve on. I took accountability in business. I wanted to switch my choices. And this year I'm shifting things a little bit, you know? So case in point, it's like, if you if, if you need a sign to take a leap, take the leap because the coast isn't so bad when you know you're, you know what you're going for. You know what you're coming for. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get it, but yeah. it takes the coast to get you there a little bit. So um, as always, I'm excited to see what what you're going to be showing the world within the next few years because I'm a huge fan of Kellen Trenow, darling. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the feeling is receipts. We know this for <sighs> that that BBM beadwork baddie. Um, you really got people out here calling me beadwork baddie. Like the, seriously, the beadwork baddie. <laughs> <laughs> it's my alter ego, y'all. You know, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's our it's our hypnohoyue, our hypnohoyue, I believe. Like hoy uh, nest purse is like training uh, to exercise, get in shape, condition, uh, mm-hmm. and. Ipno Ipnohoiwin or Ipnohoinin is like a trained person and Ipnohoiwit is like the, the training. And that mm-hmm. really is like and and I'm I feel myself preparing for like a new Ipnohoiwit. Like I know yeah. I, I put in a real concentrated effort a few years ago. Um like I, I think I mentioned it on the podcast how 2020, like I committed to that year to like being my Ipnohoiwit and I had a lot of great blessings. And one of the blessings that came out on the other side of 2020 was the emergence of quantum theory podcast here in the early spring of 2021, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, those, those, it wouldn't have been without my training session, my, my, uh, Ipnohoi, 
wit, you know, like that, that, that training area of mm-hmm. exercising and preparing myself, uh, that it wouldn't have come. And I, I feel oh, like yeah. that new quote unquote renaissance or that new rejuvenation, that new training session, that new, uh, uh, of like putting myself in, in exercise and training to get to the place. Yeah. Um, whatever that may be for any person. Yes. Yes. Huge. Yeah, putting yourself in that training uh, to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all starts with your yeah. mind, y'all. It all starts with your mind. Yes. Which don't even get started on like storytelling. Cause again, the stories that we tell ourselves, like Michaela's mm-hmm. saying, it all starts in the mind. So it's like, yeah, we tell ourselves these stories and especially when we understand the power of storytelling as, you know, Black and Indigenous peoples coming from like our different oral histories where it's not mm-hmm. all about what's written. It's about what's said and thought and repeated because yeah. that's what shapes the world. Uh, and so as that even applies to our own personal stories, um, you know, what we tell ourselves and how that shows up in our world. That was like yeah. a big awakening for me being like, how am I ever to think that I come from storytelling people yet the stories that I tell myself wouldn't affect me? Of course, they're going to affect me. It's in my blood. It's in my bones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways. I had someone ask me. That's okay. It's true though. It's true. The story, we speak speak to ourselves more than anyone else and what we tell our, what we, that comes to what we consume, you know, and we are a part of our own consumption in so many different ways. And you really have to master that as well, whether it is culturally, whether it is, you know, um, something that, you know, you just need to be telling yourself. So I think in mantras and affirmations were so huge for me in my journey, you know, and you can make, you, you decide what you're going to tell yourself, you know, you make the blueprint of, okay, this is what I need to work on. This is what people tell, like we were even brought up this, you know, we are who people, people see us and they judge us off of our actions. We're being seen. And that's when we get the most compliments. That's when people really tell us, oh, you're such a kind individual or, you know, you're very smart. Whatever they tell you, that's who we are because that's who we're portraying. A lot of the times in our mind, we get so sucked in. You need to be doing better. Why aren't you doing this? You're so stupid for doing this. Remember when you do this? Yeah. Don't let this hype you up. You know, you, you, you get into your mind. And so for me, I literally made a whole list of some of the things that people have said to me. I, like I said, I screenshot a lot of things when it comes mm-hmm. to my work, because when I get in my head, I create that compliment or I might paraphrase it a little bit to where it's a little bit shorter or whatever. And, you know, I say that when I start to, that I used to, now I'm, I don't, you know, beat myself up the way I used to. Um, But once I took accountability, once I lived in that truth, I did that work in order for me to maintain that, you know, I, whenever I would think a thought or get into my head, about something, or I would think about something I don't necessarily feel like I need to even be spending energy on. I would say that affirmation, or I would say that compliment that someone had given me. And I wouldn't think about it after that. And I would keep saying that in my mind, repeating it until I completely let it go until I forgot about what I was even, you know, repeating in my head that I shouldn't have been repeating in my head or getting on myself about. So you sometimes you have to flick that devil off your shoulder and be your own angel (laughs) like you have to be able to say those affirmations and bring those things into play um during those moments but shoot i was going to say something else and then i kind of sidetracked took a little detour but um 
that's okay. I'll get back to it later. But I did have okay. someone yesterday, um, later on, as in next episode, because it's nowhere in the facility of where I need to, I can't remember anything what I was going to say after that. So we'll just kind of <laughs> cut that, you know, that little affirmation bit off and move into the next subject. But I, um, yesterday I had someone ask me, they're like, so what is that like being both black and native? And I'm like, oh, we're so tired. We're tired. <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, where do I even start? I was like, well, first of all, it's, you know, as I'm at an age now to where I'm understanding the truths of this country and where we stand historically to where it can be very frustrating. You know, I'm just at this point where I'm learning so much in terms of religion, in terms of just society and the laws and government, everything. It's everything, you know, that Mm -hmm. they try to make us out to be and how a lot of our people are still functioning within those Geppetto strings, you know, and I think, and so that was one thing I kind of briefly mentioned to where, yeah, there's times where it could become very invigorating of just understanding how uh, each culture has been, uh, what's the word, kind of molded in a sense, in some senses, or just the mistreatment of how, you know, cultural genocide and things like that. But then on the bright side of things, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. I wouldn't want to be absolutely anything else, which is obviously a very biased thing to say. But I mean, I'm a very, I, I love who I am culturally. There's so much beauty in it. It's so rich. It's very culture. The food's amazing. Like, it's like, <laughs> I love it all. You know what I mean? So it was a very interesting question. It kind of threw me because I never got that question before. Yeah. But um, I was just like, there's, it's bittersweet. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. more sweet than bitter, um, especially at, you know, our age. I'm in the, I'm in my late twenties. So it feels so weird to say. <laughs> but I am. And I'm learning a lot. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm on my kind of cultural journey and identity journey. Mm-hmm. And the thing is I'm on it on my own terms. And I think that's the beautiful part about it. As you know, as you're younger, you're having people tell you who you should be, who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to act, be it with your, whether it's your own people or it's um, the rest of the world. So now it's like, it's, I'm in a beautiful, but also radical part of my life that I'm deciding my own identity, but being who, who being just being who we are, it's very beautiful, you know, very, very, okay. very beautiful. But I just wanted to share that question I got because it kind of threw me for a little bit. And um, and um, that's kind of how I described it, which I felt I could have described so much better. But it's 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 a very. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> you know? as, yes, um, as what's his name? I should know. Eddie Murphy would say. But um. I'm very happy to even have be in this space with you. I'm very happy because it's like mm-hmm. we are a part of the Black Native history. Not history. Well, we are making history, but we, you know, the experience, <laughs> you know? So it's like there's not a yes. lot of representation for us. So when I say I'm very happy to be here, I'm very happy to be in this space. I'm very happy to be even, even being able for even to be asked that, you know, I think that's yeah. what threw me off. No one has ever asked me what it's like to be me necessarily. And so mm. specifically say, black and native you know what i'm saying what's Mm -hmm. that experience like what is it in someone to sit there and listen 
listen to it. And also just understanding that there's so many com- commonalities between the two, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that and just, just show my gratitude for you continuing to be in this space, because I really do look forward to look forward to it week to week. And I'm really hoping that there's other black natives, not only black natives, but some blacks and some natives who look forward mm-hmm. to sitting down and just getting to understand kind of how we think and the experiences that we have, no matter what it is. And a lot of it is mental health, but that's obviously very important to us because that wasn't something that we we've had on either side. So I think that's why yeah. we hold it so dear to our hearts. And we put that at the forefront of these episodes is because I feel like society may want to hear us get radical. Society may want to hear us talk about what's going into the news, which is equally as important. But Mm -hmm. when it comes down to, when it really comes down to it, it comes down to mental health and resources to start shifting those stories. So that way they are less likely to happen, hopefully. And, um, you know, this is, this is the show that I felt like I needed growing up. So again, I'm just woke up feeling very grateful. And so I'm just kind of, I kind of want to say, just say that and just say, I'm grateful for you, Kellen. And I'm grateful for everyone that's just listening, you know, because if we all did that a little bit more, you know, we'd, we'd be a little bit further than we are. And so just saying, Mm -hmm. I appreciate (laughs) y'all. Oh, yes. I love that. Cut y'all. Yeah, mem tikken zeker snig hier. Beautiful words. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I mean, write and all yeah, this as soon as, as soon as you, as soon as you, <laughs> right? It's recorded, so just come back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Look at me I'm sounding old. See these <laughs> late twenties, these late twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about technology. Feels like anymore. It's been too long for me. You oh, said that, and right. I said, oof. Once I'm done with the lates, I'll be tapping back into the earlies and I'd feel a lot better saying it. So I'm just going to have to, you know, this next year, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little sad, but I'll be all right next year. (laughs) You're going to be like, ooh, fresh start. Let's go. Turning 29 in a few weeks. It'll be my last year of the 20s. I don't know what I'm going to do, but once I hit early 30s, I feel like I'll feel rejuvenated again. Like next oh, chapter, who this? <laughs> oh man! Uh, everything, yo. When I hear that question, like, what's it like being black native? Like, literally, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm like, it's lit. It is, <laughs> you know, <lit>. like, <laughs> like it in really all the is. best of ways. Like, you know, I'm like, girl, it's the best of times, uh, mm-hmm. and also just like that, whatever historical te- or you know, classic text. Best of times, it was the worst of times. Um, you know, yeah. First, more than anything, is best of times. You know, mm-hmm. it is the best of times. Understanding. Uh, just the power that our ancestry has. Uh, and then also too, like I, we've talked about this off air yet <clears throat> being able, or we've even talked about it on air, being able to connect ourselves to land and place within our uh, Nimipu, like our, our, our native side, our Nesper side, our Chautauqua side, because even beyond uh, Nesper, you know, at least in my regard, like you know, there's other surrounding um, peoples uh, in the plateau uh, Yakima, uh, Yumatilla Cayus, um, you know, that we're also, uh, in our family, you know, we have these other bloodlines that aren't strictly Mimipu. However, mm-hmm. being able to identify with our family history and then to also locate that in space. So like with land is one amazing blessing that we have, um, which not every native person has, mm-hmm. uh, and then also having connection 
in on, on our block side, um, you know, for for some of us, or for me, I, it's a learning process. So I'm 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 uh, getting uh, more and more time and experience with uh, my biological father and and that side of my family. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm learning more of like the uh, inherited black experience that I carry in my body. Uh, and then also for other people who are able to even trace their family history back further than the present, you know, back a couple hundred years, or maybe even further back to a motherland um, or to original place, which hopefully in my journey will, uh, those are some of the depths that I'll be able to get to. Yeah. Understanding both of those things and to, to walk in all of that power here in our present day, especially knowing over the last however many centuries, people have been actively working against both of these communities and these people to take them out physically, to uh, take them out financially, uh, when it comes uh, also our, our, our intelligent or not intelligence, because you can't really stunt our intelligence yet, you know, not gaining, not giving access to education or restricting access to education or uh, prohibiting education through the means that you traditionally pass down your education and making you, you know, conform to a Western system that's only going to teach you certain things and that will present you a different way. Uh, And then again, all the historical context that we've covered in the show of like music traditions, dance traditions, language traditions, food traditions that are literally taken from our two um, ancestral backgrounds and have literally been whitewashed and commodified into American quote unquote capitalism. You know, uh, knowing that we're the root of all these things uh, and as frustrated as I often get with all of all of that. So that's the worst of times part. As frustrated as I get with all of that, I understand that like in the grand scheme of the world and of time, there have been uh, groups of people who have actively worked to dominate other groups of people for long periods of time. This has happened repeatedly over the thousands of years of documented history, you know? So Mm -hmm. who are we to think that in our time that we would be any different, that there would not be a a staunch group of people who would be working to uh, imperialize, colonialize, and all the other eyes of their lies may get into my spoken <laughs> words. <A's. laughs> eyes as in realize like interest. <laughs> What's hey, hey, you know, and the and the realize, realize, like, yeah, realize, <laughs> lies. Hey. That's what it is. <laughs> I didn't even what I was put, trying to put down. <laughs> you know, um, and really all the eyes in the situation, I comma s, you know, because it, it's about self uh, rather than community, like we're used to, you know. Uh, anyways, all of that. So like, who are we to think that we're, we'd be beyond that. So understanding like contextually within the grand scheme of life, like there's all these examples of imbalance between structures. So obviously that'll just be a thing by human nature. However, me, myself, Kellen in this moment with all of that, you know, context that I just threw out in, in a very random way, overarching way it's like, well, what power do I have in this moment? Uh, And then that's where it really becomes like the appreciation and the gratitude that you're talking about, uh, where it's like, I appreciate all of, I I appreciate the survival of all of 
this stuff through all the uckiness so that I can embrace it today. I appreciate all of the, the beauty and the, the, the knowledge and the tradition and the love that comes with a lot of the things that we started that have now been taken from us yet. We started that. And that comes from us. Like that's us, that's our power. And even being able to walk around in this freaking country and quote unquote, or not and and and, and larger um, world that we live in today, um, as well as we do, uh, it's just such a beautiful nod to the power of everything that came before us. So yeah, just like you, I give thanks for this space, and and I appreciate just as you uh, this ability to this capacity to create conversation that other people can come and tap into and be like, yeah, this, this is plucking directly on my heartstrings. This is exactly what my soul needed. Uh, you know, it, I'm grateful that we get to come and do that. Um, and hopefully as with all of our actions, you and me and, and our, our contemporaries on the outside, hopefully we can, you know, develop good systems and foundations to get, uh, built upon, you know, as we build upon the foundations that were established for us. Boom. And that's what it is. <laughs> you summed everything and everything up. And even all of that though, that's what I almost needed. I felt like that's what I needed to say yesterday. Like, Dang, this question threw me off. So how do I sum it up in like two to three sentences? Because <laughs> it wasn't a space of, hey, how does it feel to be Black and Native to where, like, you know, it was a discussion. It was just kind of a, I was on the phone and I, and he, the guy asked me, he asked me just kind of like, you know, an exiting question before we hung up. And so I'm like, dang, you know, we don't got time for this, but, you know, let me give you a quick excerpt or a quick, a quick, you know, description of, of what it is. And he was fully understanding, which he was black himself. So I think he kind of understood that, but I literally, in my mind, I'm like, I want to say all the things you literally just said, but how do I say this? But I never had the platform to actually say this. Therefore I didn't have the preparation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I a hundred percent agree with literally everything you said so relatable you know and i just hope like i said i hope other people are relating to relating to it as well you know yeah. but um it's a constant learning process and growing process and you know it's an exciting one as well you know i think it's it's very beautiful to learn to learn you being being able to learn even more and i think both both cultural identities there's there's so much to learn because we weren't given those opportunities to do so you know a lot of our mm -hmm. histories are you know, buried, you know, and, and I hate to put it that way, metaphorically and literally, you know, yeah. and so as we are unpacking these things, it's very heavy and it's very hurtful, but it's also very beautiful. And being yeah. able to unpack those together um, is a beautiful thing, which is hopefully, you know, as we're learning as we go ourselves, you know, with just just this thing called life and, you know, everything that it, 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 it includes of just being who we are. And so people being able to sit down and witness that as we, as we unpack, I think it's, it's very beautiful in itself. So I'm done talking y'all's ear off. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just grateful. And I'm thankful, like Kellen said, for these spaces. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, only the beginning. Only and the beginning. You know, that's the cool part. And we thank you all for for tuning in and for giving us the encouragement. Again, like literally one of the greatest quotes about the show came from somebody outside of the show for me, where it's just like, like Kaylin Kellen, they talk about, or they, they create conversation for community rather than about community. And yeah. just that one little sentence, I said, come Seriously. on, come on. Put that on so a t-shirt. Can we, can we trademark? Can we copyright that? You know, that's our slogan. (laughs) (laughs) And just prior to that, and honestly, just prior to like coming across that quote too, that was like one of the things I brought up in one of our last episodes is like, you know, like this, this want to be like, oh, I need to come prepared to the show with like a tidbit of knowledge that I need to drop about so-and-so like this policy or this, you know, whatever it is, the historical moment uh, in order to educate the people. Yeah. It's like, that's again that's putting the community under a microscope you know to to talk about it rather than literally simply by us being here and us being who we are and where we come from and and interacting in discussion and open honest dialogue it's we're already doing the thing um and now it's creating space you know for community uh, rather than like trying to put a spotlight on mm-hmm. this is what the community is. Seriously, I agree. Yeah, it's amazing. So Katsuya, all of you uh, for joining yeah. our community. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate. We appreciate uh, y'all. Uh-huh. Well, uh, from here, it is sunny, sunny, sunny in uh, Walawa. Uh, here in Olawa. And so hopefully uh, I'll get a little bit more sun and some time in the water uh, because it is gorge central and it's summertime. So what better thing to do or, you know, it's the best thing for me. Uh, <laughs> I love going I'm so, swimming in the summer, you know? I still need to get uh, over there and I feel so not ashamed, but I'm like, girl, get it together. <laughs> I need, because everyone even bringing up, you know, Daniel again, he's like, you gotta get out here kind of, because he always has his pictures and he's just like, yeah, it's beautiful here. And I'm just like, I need yeah. to go. And then I see you and I'm like, oh, I need to go. So one of these years, I'm going to have my summer experience in the homelands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I will, say, I will it stay does get jealous. challenging, though. <laughs> Yay, I'll stay <laughs> jealous. Not even. Uh, it does get challenging, speaking of being Black and Native, um, and especially when you're a natural hair girl. So, you know, I got my natural hair. Uh, and like, I'm a cool, And so it's like, you know, you know, I, I got, I got, well, you know. Uh, yes, I, I, don't I do. It. That's you, why, you that's why, that's why it was funny. <laughs> it sounds funny, though. <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because you know that the lakes and the rivers, uh, you know, Nimipu, which Kinas first way, you know, you go and you jump in, uh, you know, tuck a loot, you take your dive, you you get in the cold water. Um, and then, you know, with uh my black uh hair uh practices in order to maintain my moisture and my curls, you know, mm-hmm. my wash day is a big thing. Um, you know, my wash, my co-wash, uh, my mask putting in my hydrating uh, agents and oils uh, for my hair. That It's a big process. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like reconcile. That's why I laughed. Like, I, I want to go, like, okay. like, go swimming. And I did. Natural. And then I had to do like a wash day. And then like literally <laughs> like within 36 hours, it was a whole nother wash day. And I was like, girl, this is a process. I don't Seriously. know if I can keep swimming every day. Because <laughs> this, my, my, this is a lot. 
I'm not sure. And my sister Chloe, she loves the pool, and she's and she's every oh. time, or she loves to swim. But we have different hair textures, and I'm just uh-huh. like, I don't. I once I'm in there, I have fun, but it takes forever for me to get convinced to get into some water. Like, okay, I gotta think. All right, I'm not gonna get my hair wet. I just washed it yesterday, let alone this morning or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but if it's, I have. That's why I like have to be scorching hot in order for me to get in some water. Because you think about all of that stuff. Okay, well, where are we going after this? Because who's got <laughs> lotion? How thick I'm is be it? Asked okay. out and I was <laughs> like, is dry it cocoa butter, Vaseline, or is it you know? <laughs> Um, you know, some thin lotion and, you know, is it some Nivea? Like, what is it? (laughs) All of these questions go through our mind. Okay, do I have a brush? Okay, the window's going to be down because it's going to be hot and I just got in this water. Like, it's literally all of it. Oh, no, the flyaways from the windows. All of it. Yes, I can't just jump in, jump out, and it's cool. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So many considerations. Seriously. But anyway, you have fun while you're in the (laughs) homeland. Go get wet one time for the one time. Jump in. Um, Because summer's right around the corner of ending and I'm not excited about it, but um, it it will be gone in a blink of an eye, especially being at home on the res. Summers are the best on the res. So I will live through you today. I am in Alexandria, Virginia, where the sun is shining, but the humidity is a little bit worse. So that doesn't work well for my hair. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm gonna keep it positive. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yes, I have to go get my car car fixed after this. A dumb deer hit my or I hit a deer. I don't know, you know, suicidal deer. First of all, I was on the I was in Jersey. I wasn't expecting no deer. Six lane highway. So, you know, I'm going to save this story for next time. But case in point, you go swim (laughs) for me and enjoy the homeland while I go get this car fixed. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll talk to y'all next week. (laughs) Sounds good. Until the next. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapihechnu. See you next time.